Hi, I'm Danny Carter Iddens, creator of Taking Back You. My vision for Taking Back You was simple. I wanted to create a safe place for mamas to focus on the dreams that have been placed on their hearts, where they could walk alongside other mamas who get and give advice on how to do this mom thing. I want to tell mamas what I wish someone had told me and to build a community of mothers who aren't afraid to reach for the stars, even while holding their children in their arms. Want to learn more? Visit takingbackyou.com because at Taking Back You, we know happy moms raise happy kids. Coming to you straight from Indianapolis, AKA the Circle City, this is the Taking Back You Momcast. The Taking Back You Momcast is a witty, authentic, and sometimes sarcastic podcast for millennial mamas who are in the thick of mom life. And I'm your host, Danny Carter Iddens, wife, millennial mama, motivational speaker, and motherhood advocate. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Taking Back You Momcast. I am your host, Danny Carter Eddins. Welcome, guys. As always, happy Wednesday. I'm so excited that you are here. Um, so first of all, I want to ask you, how did setting your priorities go? Um, like I said, it's a constant thing. So, you know, if you did it last week or you did it like over the course of this week, congratulations. Um, but just remember to keep doing it. Keep setting your priorities. Make sure you are, you know, on the right track. Um, so this week we're going to kind of expound on that. And, you know, okay, one thing that comes with setting your priorities is that you'll find that you probably procrastinate. If you're anything like me, you probably procrastinate quite a bit (laughs) but that's okay because you know what being a mom is all about you know kind of figuring out what's important what's not important and then sometimes even the stuff that we know is super important that we need to do it just doesn't happen and so I'm going to help you with that I'm going to help you deal with procrastination before I do that though I want to ask you to subscribe to this podcast if and, and share it if you know of another mama who would really benefit from the stuff that we talk about every single week please share this podcast with them. You can also go to takingbackyou.com for information on Taking Back You and our mission, which is to help moms deal with, you know, the whole idea of being a good mom and being more than a mom at the same time. Um, and just, you know, just read about our mission, what what we set out to do with Taking Back You and the Taking Back You Momcast and share it. Share it with people that you know would benefit from it. So like I said, today we're going to talk about procrastination, which is, you know, a delaying or like a putting off of a task or, you know, a set of tasks that you know that you need to do. And I mean, listen, we have all dealt with it. We all deal with it. I find the procrastination uh, game is so much stronger when kids are involved and you have to, you know, take care of your family because there's just stuff that like you um, know you need to do, but it just like doesn't happen. And that's okay. We're going to talk about ways to like make it happen, to get it to happen and, and like to kind of help you overcome it and to also help you um, realize like when it's happening. So you can be like, whoa, here it is. This is, this is, this is it. I don't want to do this, so I'm going to to break the cycle. 
And like I said, you know, we have more periods of our lives where procrastination is, it, it just runs rampant. And I find that motherhood for me is like the biggest period of procrastination in my life. But you know what? It affects everything. It affects parenting, obviously, but it can also affect our careers, whether we work at home or whether we work outside of the home. It can affect like the work that we do around the house. Um, who here puts off folding their clothes for excessive amounts of time? I You can't see this right now because it's a podcast, but my hand is raised. I hate folding laundry. There, I said it. I said it. I hate folding laundry. And so right now, um, there is a mountain, an actual mountain, like a scalable mountain of clean clothes on my folding table in my um in my laundry room right now, like I'm, 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 you guys, a mountain. And so if that's you or if you have heaps, we use, see, we, our laundry room is bigger now. Um, At our old house, it wasn't as big, but now there's a folding table and now we just have heaps of clothes in the folding table. We used to have piles at the old house. So as far as I'm concerned, I feel like there's a win because it's all like in one room now instead of piled throughout our house like it used to be. So yeah. But I do know that that is a problem. It's not good. I need to, <laughs> I need to, I need to work on this mountain of clothes. So maybe I'm going to practice what I preach today and I'm going to use some of the ideas that I'm sharing with you to get my laundry folded. We will see. Um, and you know, it can also affect your relationships. If there's like something that, you know, you and your spouse or your significant other have been like meaning to do, but you just haven't. Because whatever, you got to get on that. And so um, it can, and, and you know, finally it can affect your health. Um, you know, you need to go to the doctor or you've been putting it off or whatever. It can affect your financial. I mean, it can affect so many things. Procrastination is just a mess. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about why we do it. And then we're going to talk about how to overcome it. So I'm going to get all like, um, just a little bit of science with you. I took all the scientific words and I like, I was like, no, and I made them a little bit easier to, you know, discuss um, amongst amongst friends. So basically, procrastination, the way it's described, and is that there's two selves. We have like our two selves. We have our present, the present you, and the future you. And listen, they don't always coincide with each other. Um, I mean, can I get an amen on that one? Like, yeah, I mean, I didn't need science to tell me that. Like, I, I'm living. I know that. And so the present you focuses on what's happening right now. And when you, you know, it, especially if you've got kiddos at home, you're looking around and you're just trying to put out the fires that are happening around you. You're not even like thinking about um, you know, what you should be doing in the future. You're like, I'm just trying to exist in the here and now. And so then your future you is, you know, the part of you that focuses on what you should be doing in the future or what you want to be doing in the future or, you know, just anything that you have to do, um, but it's in the future tense. And so what happens is that that isn't exactly as fun as the present because you, you, there's no immediate reward opportunity um, for the future you. The future you is like something that can happen later on, but your present you is like, oh, but what about now? So like, you know, when you are thinking like, yes, I know I need to save for retirement, but I'm 35. I'm not going to retire for another 30 years. So why don't I buy a purse? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And so you, you, your present you is thinking like, man, I really do need a purse to go with that new pair of shoes I just bought. And yeah, I know I need to retire um, eventually and I should probably save for retirement. But girl, these shoes, though, you know what I mean? And so what you do is you realize that your present you is you're more that's happening now. It's more immediate and the reward is more immediate. And so saving for, you know, um, the future is not sexy because it's not, you're not feeling it right now. And so that's all well and good, but here's the problem. Eventually there comes a point when your present you and your future you collide. And that's, that's where it, it, it's like meet me at the mall it's going down like that's when there's a problem because what ends up happening is that your past your your present problems and your future problems become the same problems and they are existing simultaneously and so that's if you know think about it when you were in school or if you're in school right now or for work when you have a report due and you knew about this report you've had this report due for weeks it was on your syllabus it was on your schedule but now it's due tomorrow and you're like, oh boy, here we go. So now you're up. You're, it's the middle of the night. And you're working feverishly trying to get this report done by 9 a.m. So that you can turn it in. And you know you had weeks to do it. You could have broken it down into easy steps to make it doable. So you could be sleeping right now. But none of those things mattered to you three weeks ago. Because three weeks ago, you were watching This Is Us and you were happy and you weren't even thinking about your report. Or if you were thinking about your report, it was something that was off in the distance that you don't even have to deal with right now. Another thing is like Christmas. It's not a surprise. Christmas comes the same day every single year. But every year we're like, I got to spend so much money on Christmas. Well, you know, like we could have, we could have very easily bought um, Christmas presents throughout the year or put like, you know, $20 per paycheck in a pile. And now we would have, you know, a pretty good nest egg for Christmas presents. But we didn't do that because that wasn't sexy at the time. We used our $20 and we went to Starbucks and bought our friends a coffee. And now we got nothing. Um, <laughs> you know, or if you have, um, you know, y- y- your car, you know, your car is about to break down. The mechanic was like, girl, you you are on borrowed time. I don't even know how you got it up in here. You got maybe six months, maybe two a year if you're if you're lucky. And instead of saving up for the car, because that was that's a year from now. Uh Oh, whatever. Now you your car is just completely um, it has it has broken down on you and you don't have the money that you wanted to have to pay for it. So now you got to dip into a different savings account. Or whatever, or you have to borrow money, whatever. And, you know, these were things that, like, your now your present and your future have now collided. And it was kind of like, yeah, I, I, you, and you look back on it. Because what do they always say? Hindsight is twenty twenty. You look back on it and you're like, yeah, I, I could have avoided all of this, but I didn't. So now what? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you ways to overcome that. To overcome this, you know, feeling that we need to... Um, like, you know, that we just keep putting things off. I want you to overcome this. And and it's not actually, you know, 
there are a lot of different ways to get out of being a procrastinator. I'm going to give you three. And I picked, there was, like I said, there was a lot of different ways, but I picked these because I felt like they were the most actionable and the most doable for moms. Because, you know, they can give you all these like pie in the sky ways to do these things. But if you're, we don't have time for all this, you know, like just tell me what I got to do and I'll, I'll figure out how to get it done. Because I, I feel like that's the mom mantra. <laughs> just tell me what I got to do and I'll get it done. Don't worry about it. But, you know, what ends up happening is is that's not sustainable. And then eventually we like, you know, freak out um, and we can't handle all of that all the time. So and then we don't do anything. I, I'm this way. I do so much for so long and I just go, 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 go. And then eventually I stop and then I do nothing where I could have been like evening it out a little bit and doing all the things some of the time instead of like going hard and crazy and then stopping and not doing anything. So the first thing you're going to do, this is the first way that you can overcome procrastination is you are going to combine something you enjoy with the thing you procrastinate on. So you're going to do blank while doing blank. So for me, I, I, I like to exercise, but like getting up and going to the gym is just like not um, fun for me. I don't want to drive there. Somehow I just want to magically arrive at the gym and then the exercisation will take place. But what I do is I realize that that time that I'm exercising, that hour that I'm at the gym, hour and a half or whatever, um, I get to listen to whatever music I want. And I mean, and this is where, because you know when you're a mom, you know you have your songs, but you can't always listen to your music because sometimes they don't always have the best words in them. And you don't want to share those with your beautiful, young, you know, uh, blossoming brains that, you know, uh, that you're raising. And so this is when I got my Spotify playlist and I listen to all my tunes, like all my bops. I don't worry about the words or whatever. Um, My kid, I don't have to worry about my kid hearing them. And then I work out while I'm doing that. Or listen to a podcast, you know, because I'll have like, I have my, I love Shalene Johnson. I love Rachel Hollis. I tell you that every single week almost. Um, And so I, this is when I can catch up on, you know, their podcast or I peruse through and find something that's interesting or I'll listen to something that I had heard before, listen to it again, get it in there. Um, Or here's one. Move your ironing board in front of your TV and then iron while you're watching your favorite show. So for me, this would be moving my ironing board in front of my TV and watching This Is Us. Um, And so instead of sitting on your couch and watching This Is Us, take the thing that you're not like crazy about doing but needs to get done and moving it towards something that you like to do. And it kind of softens the blow of what you don't like to do. Or, you know, if you have overdue emails, which we all do, I have, if you have Gmail, Google Savage, y'all. Google reminds you that you haven't answered an email. So it'll be like, hey, it's been like six days. What you doing? <laughs> I'm like, all right, Google. Well played. But listen, I, I'm like, you wait one more day, Google, and I'm going to go get me a pedicure and I'll answer all these emails while I'm getting a pedicure. So I take something that I enjoy, something that I like, and I work in something that I don't really like. And so it kind of softens the blow of the thing that I don't like. So, you know, it, that's one way to overcome procrastination. It won't work in every situation, 
Um, but it can definitely soften the blow of some things. Like, you know, I mean, who doesn't, girl, turn on your music to get cleaning. Make it fun. Make it a dance party. You know, you got to clean the house. Somebody's got to clean the house. I don't care who does it, but turn on some music while you're doing it. It makes it way more fun. Um, you know, another thing you can do is you can make tasks, you know, more achievable and measurable. Here we go with my SMART goals again. Girl, you know I love me some SMART goals. I, I bring them up almost, I mean, at least two or three times a month um, because I think they are so important in making sure that you get things done. So what you're going to do is you're going to break up the tasks that you have to do and you're going to break them down into timed segments of like five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. And then you're going to take those segments and you're going to think about what you have to accomplish in those timed segments. So you're going to say, for example, like, let's go back to our writing a report. Um, You're going to say that, okay, I'm writing my report and um, for an hour a day, leading up to it, break it up into whatever your time needs to be. I'm going to, I need to write at least 100 words every 10 minutes for an hour. So that means you're getting 600 words out of it. Some of you guys might be done with your paper at that point. Like it might not even have to be that long, but you know, you pick out however long you need it to be. And then you just think about those 10 minutes. And at the end of those 10 minutes, you stop, you look at your 100 words, you got your 100 words, possibly more. And then you give yourself a reward. Um, So like for me, I will, um, I have Reese's Pieces and those are my rewards. So I'll take a couple of Reese's Pieces and I'm like, ooh, okay. And now I'm ready for the next 10 minutes. And, and, and it's doable um, when you break it down into segments like that. And okay, so whenever I think of this whole idea, like, you know, taking the tasks into like timed segments, I always think about the show Kimmy Schmidt. The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, it's on Netflix, and it's such a good show. It's not children friendly, so you got to wait till the kids are gone. Um, because even though they don't really say like they don't say bad words, but some of the topics are not are not kid friendly. But basically, the show the the gist of the show was that um, there's this girl Kimmy Schmidt, and her along with three other women were they were they were kidnapped by this guy. And I know you're thinking like this is funny. <laughs> it's a comedy, um, but anyways, they were kidnapped by this guy in in set in Indiana, which is another reason why I always laugh. Um, and he, they were kidnapped by this guy, and for years they thought that like the apocalypse had happened, and they were in this bunker, and they were like the last five people alive. Um, and so. He basically tells them the world in it or whatever. So when she's finally rescued, she's finally discovered, um, they ask her how she got through those times when she was locked in the bunker, those years. I think it was it was like uh, like 16, 15, 16 years she was locked in this bunker. And she said she, she went through it 10 seconds at a time. She said she figured out that she could exist in, through anything. She could live through anything 10 seconds at a time. Now, I'm not saying go 10 seconds at a time, um, but go five minutes at a time, go 10 minutes at a time, 15 minutes at a time. Find an amount of time that's doable for you and take your task and break it up into those segments so that it doesn't always feel like this huge, gargantuan, you know, mountain of clothes. (laughs) There we go. Back to that, that you have to fold or that you have to do or, you know, um, you know, you don't have to like, here's a secret. I'm going to tell you this. I mean, it's going to blow your mind. You don't have to go grocery shopping for the entire month in one sitting and take like five hours to get it done. You literally don't have to do that. You could take what you need for each week, plan the week, 
buy it. You can still follow the exact same budget. Just set the money aside, put it in an envelope so you know that that's the money. Don't use it for anything but that. Like you don't have to do all these big grandiose things and stress yourself out completely or not do them because the idea of doing them freaks you out. And the reason, you know, why I like this approach, um, I like all of them, but I really like this approach because, you know, having smaller ways to measure progress helps to like maintain the long-term momentum. And you know, you can do this, you can use this exact same idea with your kids. Like right now, um, Alex is, like I said, he just turned six. And so we're like, he needs to start having some responsibilities and 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 some chores. So what we're doing is we've got an award chart. And he has things that he has to do throughout the day um, that if he does them, he gets a star. And after he gets so many stars, he gets a prize or, or I don't know, usually it's, he, he's, listen, he's so easy. He wants like a mango pineapple smoothie from McDonald's. I mean, like it's, <laughs> he's easy to please, but I, I can still use the mango pineapple smoothie to get what I need him to do done. And so what he's seeing is there, there's an ultimate goal. There's a big thing that he has to finish. He's going towards that mango pineapple, you know, smoothie in the sky. But he's also doing small things, you know, um, on his way there that are measurable. They are attainable. They're achievable. He can do them. And then he's getting a reward. He's getting a star. So he has like a star that he can see. I did these things on this day. And that is and as as soon as I get this many stars, I'm going to get that. And so, I mean, we use the exact same thing. you know, for our kids and you make them measurable, you make your tasks measurable and then they seem way more achievable when you break them down like that. And it's just more fun. And, you know, completing a task, it's, it helps you feel positive and productive. So instead of waiting until like everything is, you know, you get to the end and be like, I did it. Why not take the, you know, the steps that you need to get to the end of that task and reward yourself as you go. And then you just feel better. You feel like you got a part of it done. You're on your way. What is that song? Ain't no stopping us now. We're on the move. So like that's what it is. Like you're thinking, ain't no stopping me now, girl. I'm doing this. Instead of being like, I'm not done yet. I'll never be done. Nothing ever happens. Nothing ever will. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just kind of that psychological, um, you know, switch in, in, in being more positive about how you're going to get something, you know, get to the end of the task. And the last thing is that you've got to be consistent. Um, being consistent, and you can actually take this last one and you can, you can add it to either of these, um, the first two. Really, be consistent is honestly not really part of the two, but it's, it's, it helps you with both of these. So when you, this is, I started doing this, um, a friend of mine suggested this and I thought this was great. And I, I, it like blew my mind. Um, cause it's so easy, but it's like, like, it's just really cool to, um, think about. And what she does, and this is what I started doing too, is she writes down five things like before bed she writes down five things that need to get done the next day so like tonight you would have um a sheet of paper or you have a like buy a notepad get your girl girl go get yourself a cute little notepad 
and write down your five things. Um, and then this, I'm taking this a step further. So that's what she does. She writes down her five things and you only write down five things. Don't start writing down lists of 20, 25 things that have to get done tomorrow. Because listen, no, it's that's not going to work. You're not going to get all those things done. So then all that's going to happen is you're going to, you know, feel down on yourself because you didn't get the 85 things on your list done, which is when you think about it, like, well, yeah, it was never going to happen. So there's no point in even being upset about it because it's not even going to happen. So you take the five things that have to get done that just like they need to get done tomorrow. And then you're going to take it a step further. You're going to prioritize those five things in order of importance. Number one being the most important, five being the least important. And then when you wake up the next day, you're going to work your way down the list. So you're going to focus on number one first. And the reason for that is because that's when you have the most energy. At the beginning of your day, you have the most energy. So you're going to focus on the most important task when you have the most amount of energy. And you're going to work your way down and you don't touch those other tasks until that one is done. So like if your number one task is you have to go grocery shopping because you don't have any food in your cabinet and then, then if you can't make dinner, you can't make lunch, you get to, like a whole bunch of things are going to go wrong. So that is a number one. Don't worry about folding laundry. Don't worry about, you know, um, clipping your kid's toenails or whatever. I don't know. Um, don't worry about, you know, giving the dog a bath because the A number one thing that you need to focus on is getting groceries and then you get to groceries and then now you got to, now you go to number two and you work your way down. And the magic of this is that the most important things, the things that have to get done will get done. And the things at the bottom of your list, so let's say number five, let's say you don't get to number five today. Okay, well, it wasn't the most important thing. And guess what? You can probably take number five and make it your number one for the next day. So then that way you don't have to feel like you, you know, had all these things that you didn't get done. It's, 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 it's more, you know, achievable. And it, it's more realistic, you know, um, being able to look at it and being like, okay, well, I mean, I really don't have to. I mean, you know, because I know, you know how us moms are. We, you, girl, you tell me to make a list. Watch out. I am making a list. But then I don't I get like maybe two things done on the list because I get overwhelmed and I freak out and I'm like, I can't do any of this. So I do none of it. You know what I mean? And that's how so many of us are. And especially, um, you know, when you have when you have kids running around and you add that to the mix, it can make a lot of tasks seem super daunting. And then you just kind of stop. You just kind of don't do anything. Um, you know, so when you when you have this, you are taking the five most important things and you're ranking them. You're still ranking them. And then you're figuring out what has to happen and what doesn't have to happen. And if it doesn't have to happen, then it's, you know, um, it gets moved to the next day. It's fine. Everything's good. So I hope that these were helpful. I hope that this episode was helpful. I kind of tied in that prioritizing thing that we talked about last week. So if you want to learn more about priorities, listen to last week's episode and then listen to this one and they'll wrap in together. Um, I hope you guys are getting some information about, you know, out of this. And I hope that you're learning some stuff. And I hope that it's helping you mamas get, you know, kind of figure things out. 
the thing with Taking Back You, you know, the Taking Back You mom cast and Taking Back You in general is that it's really mom focused. So if you are here and you want to know stuff like I, I focus on moms, so many things focus on kids, on our kids, which I love my son, but I just I want to feed into moms. So if you like this episode and you think another mom would like it too, please share it with them. Please share Taking Back You MomCast with them. Like I said, I want to get this out to the mamas. I want to I want to talk to the mamas. I want I want to I want where are my millennial moms at? I want to connect with you guys and I want to just, you know, um share knowledge, share good times, share some fun. So, like I said, I hope that this was helpful. I hope this was informative. And I hope you have a great week. Right now, my boys are on fall break from school. They get a whole week from fall break. And so I'm over here living my best life. And I just got a text that they are on their way home. So I'm going to jump off of here because I'm going to go hang out with my boys. I hope you guys have a great, great week. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. For more information on Taking Back You and the Taking Back You MomCast, visit us at takingbackyou.com. From there, you'll be able to follow us on social media, listen to past episodes, and learn all about the mission of Taking Back You. Be sure to subscribe to get future episodes. And from all of us at Taking Back You, thank you so much for your support.